A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, gang, and of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talks Sport Daily Podcast with me, your host, with the lumberjack shirt, Andy Goldstein. Now, we begin today's show with the fallout from the Knights Carabao Cup second round action where Rafa Benitez Everton knocked out Huddersfield to reach the next stage. This was how it sounded across the Talksport network, don't you know? Into the box it goes, Everton coming forward down the left. Driven into the box by Gomez and fired in by Andros Townsend. What a lovely goal from the 10 men of Everton. The sending off of Moiskin was a, a big mistake for our side. A little bit uh, immature, so I think hopefully he can learn uh, from that. A pushing and shoving match and the referee's got to take control here. A red card for Moiskin. And then make us uh, work harder, more difficult, more belief for them. And little by little we're adjusting with uh, some substitutions and some fresh legs. And we did well. So we saw character, we saw belief, and I'm happy with that. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Real Madrid, we understand it, are making a £160 million bid for Kylian Mbappe of Paris Saint-Germain. He's got one year left on his PSG deal. He will play for Real Madrid at some stage. I've no doubt about that. Everybody knows that. He wants to go to Real Madrid. He's going to run his contract down. He'll end up going on a free transfer if he doesn't go for £160 million or if they have to offer more. They've set their mind on it. Florentino Perez does this occasionally. He sets his mind on a player and come what may, he will sign him. Flips into the penalty spot. Mbappe's brilliant touch and he drives it in from just inside the six-yard box. And Mbappe responds for Paris Saint-Germain. If someone gave you a chance to join Real Madrid or PSG, just just the clubs themselves, forget the money, just the, the, say, say you, yeah, you can't contracts are exactly yeah, the same. Take the money out. Who, of you, it. who are you going to play? Who do you uh, want to play? This for? season, PSG. They got Lionel Messi and Neymar in what? your team, yeah, and Ramos and yeah, Donnarumma, Verratti. You're playing in league. <clears throat> Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, I know what you're playing in, but you could win the Champions League. Yeah, but they bought Messi. And Buffet right? wants to win the Champions League. Why would he leave PSG when they've because, got the best chance ever because Real Madrid to win want you. the Champions League? Real Madrid want you. Yeah, but Real Madrid are not PSG this Real season. PSG Next season. Will, PSG will never definitely. be Real Madrid. They will never, ever, ever be Real Madrid. Never in a million years will they. And even in our lifetime. They won't. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, I get that. But in there terms of a team are. this season to win the Champions League, you're looking past PSG. There is goal number three. Harry Kane again. If they want to go and sign someone now, they really want to replace him. Harry Kane is as good as anything they can get right now. And the problem is, does Harry Kane want to go to PSG? If you're PSG, 
you're looking around Europe. How many other players can you... And he's 28, Kane. He's still, you know, he's at the peak of his powers right now. You can get him less than what you're getting. 137 million they're going to be getting rumoured. You could get Kane for less than that. Now, Arsenal fan and my Thursday and Friday drive time husband, Darren Bent, believes the club should sack Mikel Arteta if they have any hope of bringing Antonio Conte into the club. We'll also hear from AFTV's Robbie Lyle. But first, this is the Gunners boss Arteta speaking about their difficult start to the season ahead of tonight's Carabao Cup clash against West Bromwich Albion. A game you can hear, would you believe, live on TalkSport. They know our preparation has been disturbed. We had to do something at the Brentford game and we had to alter it 24 hours before the game. It happened exactly the same thing against Chelsea. But we have to adapt. But I want to see a team that never gives up. Um, we didn't do it in either of those two games. I think there were different feelings after the games. But against Chelsea, you saw a team in the second half as well that keep believing. But to be fair, they were better than us, and that's football. We know Antonio Conte's out there. If Arsenal had any kind of hopes of attracting him or getting him to the club, then you'd say, get rid of Arteta now and you get Conte in. I don't think that's possible. But unfortunately, if you, if you get rid of him now, where do you turn? It's one of them, and I understand, there was a number of players missing in the last game against Chelsea. There was nothing there. It was, it was a nothing game. There was, I weren't quite sure tactically what Arteta was trying to do. It was so evident that Chelsea's right-hand side was so much stronger than ours in terms of Rhys James had the freedom of that side. Oh, well, you can guess which way it's gone. Arsenal nil, Chelsea 2, and it's Rhys James, and he's been fantastic in this match so far. Tactically, he didn't change it up, and it just kept happening and happening and happening, and you just think... And then it was an image of Arteta slumped in his chair just with his head down and to me looked like a broken man i was speaking to fans at the ground at the weekend and it was mixed some of their patients are gone and there were others saying calling for patience you know but i do feel that you know this is football isn't it he's even the game against west brom that's now become a big game i don't think he can go into that game and rest loads of players or i think he has to go for that game and that's going to be tough because they've been doing really well so far i don't think they've lost a game yet and in man city at the weekend away <laughs> Now, Sean Dyche's Burnley take on Newcastle in the Carabao Cup tonight. The Clarets boss had his first chance to respond to Jurgen Klopp's comments over Wrestlegate and the Liverpool manager's annoyance at Burnley's physical tactics at the weekend. Of course, Dyche, a bit like Dean Saunders and Danny Murphy, is a keen WWE fan. Every manager has the right to have their say. He certainly had his. I think... Across football, it seems to me, the feedback has probably been considerably opposite to that. The facts are, the way I look at it, you've got a referee there of some eight, 900 games who didn't book anyone, didn't give a card out. So it is quite bizarre when you look at it like that, just factually, how he could suggest that there were some untoward challenges. My main disappointment, actually, is not a view of the game. I think every manager, every coach, every pundit, every fan has a, has a view of a game. Uh, my disappointment is he's name-checking players and absolutely no need to do that. We can play long balls, but we would never go in our own defenders like obviously Barnes and would do that. You know, we've got professional players who work very, very hard in their careers to get to where they've got to. Um, and the, the implication of them being untoward in some of their challenges, I think, is wrong. I think it's inappropriate. Um, it's not something that I do myself, as you all know. I very rarely, if ever, mention about individuals. I might imply some things, but I don't name them. I don't name other managers. Very rarely, actually, do I name managers. I certainly don't go on about other teams' styles. Now they go out about it. So I think, therefore, there's a little balance in my view of that point. But overall, I think it's fair to say that most people around football, most voices around football, have all suggested that, you know, there's nothing in the game of any mention, really. Staying with old Daishi, things took a slightly bizarre turn in the press conference when he spotted a journalist with no shirt on. 
Someone just walked past the top corner with no shirt on. They just walked past with no shirt on. Their camera's still on. There was no shirt. Luckily, they had some jeans on because that would be really bizarre. Especially if we're filming this and someone at home is watching it. Someone just walked top left. Who is it? Back now to Wrestlegate, well, sort of. And it has been reported that Premier League referees will continue to allow a more physical approach by players after receiving overwhelmingly positive feedback. Steve Brucey Bruce is an advocate of this, but believes there are still big issues with VAR or VAR after Newcastle found themselves on the wrong side of decisions in their two opening games. I haven't got any problem with that at all, but the physicality. What we don't want to see is people diving and squealing and trying to, when they've stood on your toe, for example. I think we all agree. I had my grievances at the weekend because I didn't think VAR were going to get involved unless there was a clear and obvious error by the referee. And on Saturday, we were all amused that, unfortunately for us, there's a handball in our area where the referee, who was only 10 yards ago, didn't deem it that way. They didn't appeal. Nobody in the crowd knew it was a penalty. It was one of them. Why did VAR get involved? And once they did, then, of course, this seems to be the trait too, is that as soon as they go to the screen or VAR send them to the screen, then they, they've got to go with VAR. And for me, that's that's not right. We, we, haven't, we haven't seen many say, well, I'm going to stick with my decision because they go with the VAR. And I think that's what needs to be addressed also. Would you, Adam and Eve, it Simon Moni Moni Jordan was full of praise for Mikel Antonio after his performance against Leicester. You sure about that, Goldstein? No, I am sure. Apparently so. Jim White will give us a bit of a steer on where the Hammers are with their transfers. But before any of that, let's hear from the first team coach, Stuart Psycho Pierce, on the unbelievable Jeff unity within the squad. Probably the most pleasing thing is the togetherness of the group. We've picked up from last season and carried it on in pre-season. It's been difficult the pre-season with, with a few of the internationals dripping in a bit late. And it's the same for all the teams. But the togetherness within the group has probably been the most pleasing thing. We've got a, a real gritty determination amongst the group now that the managers nurtured fantastically well. And, and as I say, it's an enjoyable place to be around. And West Ham now had their greatest scorer in the Premier League era. And his name is Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio has been outstanding for West Ham, not just recently, but for a significant period of time. He was outstanding when all the plaudits were going to people like Marco Anatovic and yeah. so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah. But I think Mikel Antonio represents a lot of good things about football. The level that he's played at, where the journey he's gone from, from Tooting into Nottingham Forest and wherever else he's been to get to West Ham. And the, the way he plays, he simplifies the game. He's just a very effective footballer. So exciting to watch Antonio at the minute playing really, really well. But even Ben Rama as well in terms yeah. of he's got better this season. Yeah. They look like a really collective as a unit, playing really well, playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of energy, pace. It's one of them, they're playing really, really well. I think if they can get one more, couple more signings in before the yeah. window shots. They had a good season last season, but I think they can go even better this year. How much is available to spend in the remainder of the window? I'll tell you, between 40 and 45 million is available to spend. Why didn't they try for Tammy Abraham? They did try for Tammy Abraham, but it was too expensive. A fee of 36 million quid, but then the small matter of £160,000 a week. Where are they at with Kurt Zuma of Chelsea? They're trying to get him? Yes, they're trying to get him. And they have been talking. In fact, so much so, a deal is in place between the two clubs, Chelsea and West Ham, of around 30 million quid, but the player's own personal terms and his wage is the stumbling block. 
add to that, it's my understanding this morning, there is a plan B in place for a defender and everything is set for that to happen. Now, England batsman, Dawid, I think that should be David, Milan, has been speaking ahead of the third test against India, which starts today. Milan, or Milan, as some people call him, is set to bat number three in his first test match since 2018. He admitted he wasn't expecting a call-up, but he's delighted to be around the squad again. Milan's gone into the leg side this time. He's gone underneath this one. Has he got enough? Yes, he has. I've always wanted to have another crack at test cricket. You know, realistically, did I think it would happen? Probably not. You know, so for me, this is, you know, a fantastic opportunity. It's an unbelievable opportunity, really, to get another crack at it when you didn't really think it was happening. Sometimes you say the right things, but you don't really believe that it would happen. So, yeah, from that point of view, it's obviously great. And for a review of the day's cricket, check out TalkSport's following on podcast with Steve Hammy Harmison on the app, or basically where you get this one from, I don't really care. Now, Team GB sprinter Johnny Peacock has been speaking to Michael Weedock as the Paralympics gets underway. Peacock believes the Paralympics is so important in raising awareness for disability sport. So here's what happened when Peacock met what year you get the joke. Disability sport is improving. I think every single year it's getting better. We're seeing more visual representation now in terms of disability, not just in sport, but in terms of everything. And it's been incredible to be a part of them. Personally, I'm biased, but I believe that the Paralympics is definitely a big cause of that. I think London 2012 was a huge cause of that in this country. We're going to have a lot of medalists. You know, we're going to have a lot of medalists. So if the people at home want to feel a bit patriotic, I guess, and they want to stick the TV on and they want to see their country winning a lot, put the Paralympics on because you'll see it because we're one of the best nations in the world at what we do. That's it. Just before I go, let me tell you about some live football coming your way at 8pm tonight. It's a potential banana skin as West Brom take on Arsenal's second round of the Carabao Cup live on TalkSport. And at 7.45, Newport against Southampton. That's live on TalkSport too. I'm back today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with the legend that he's Darren Goff from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. We know there's one, mate. It's every day. It's called the Daily. TalkSport Daily. It's seven days. All right. Just tell me. Calm down. Slap with people. Be nice, everyone. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be nice, be safe, be nice, be safe, my friends, be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.